It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? I don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight, Alan. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11, where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Either way, it, you gotta be super smart to count cards, buddy, okay? Oh, really? It's not easy. Okay, well, maybe we should tell that to Rayman, because he practically bankrupt a casino, and he was a retard. What? He was a retard. everybody how's it going how the hell are you welcome back to another episode of the one it's all podcast my name is jake heffelfinger and this is episode number 27 27 in right now and uh grateful for every single one grateful for everybody that's taken the time to listen grateful for all the things that I've learned so far and just excited about just keeping this thing moving, keeping this thing moving. Now, this episode, I got to lead off and just let you know is being recorded from Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas over here. We're recording from the 54th floor of the encore. And I tell you what, this is my first time out here in Vegas and it is not disappointed. My body has taken a beating the last few days. The hangovers are real. They, I mean, they, they know how to keep you moving here. I mean, this I can see why they call it Sin City because around every corner, there's just something. And you just get lost in these casinos here and in these hotels and you just bounce around. I mean, there's just no shortage of things to do. And we want to... If you've come to Vegas and you stay on the main strip, I highly recommend taking a night to go over to Fremont Street, Old Vegas. Because if you're like me and you grew up on the old De Niro casino movies, all that kind of stuff, man, that that was the place to be. I mean, it is wild over there. It's a lot different energy than here on the main strip. I would highly recommend if you come to Vegas to go check out Fremont Street and Old Vegas. It was crazy. Yeah, so this we're recording out here. Uh, it's it's this ton of fun out here. So I'm gonna give you just some interesting facts about the number 27. So this is episode number 27. Did you know that the planet Uranus has 27 moons? An elephant has 27 pairs of chromosomes. Whoa! In a Rubik's cube, there are 27 cubes. I'm not done. An official tennis court has a width of 27 feet. Yeah. 
Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, this is so fun learning all these facts about a stupid number. Well, you know what? I'm here to appease all your wishes, give you all the information, because, you know, this is what I do. So enjoy that. Eddie Lizard, or Eddie Izzard, (laughs) ran 27 marathons in 27 days. Not sure I believe that, but that's what this says on the internet, so you know it's true. So those are just some fun facts about the number 27 for you as I record this this episode. A little worse for the wear the last couple days from Vegas. I mean, it's just nonstop with the drinking, the gambling. I mean... Is is crazy? And is it is it is it crazy? Right? Because Vegas is a lot of fun. If, if, am I normal or against the grain? I'm not really big on the gambling thing. It, it's not really that fun to me. For one, the adage "the house always wins." It it just kind of le- makes me feel like I'm set up for failure. Now the environments, all the architecture out here. I mean that it is second to none. All the different things you can do, all the like little little bars you can go to, all the big bars you can go to, but the whole gambling thing—it's just I'd rather go sit somewhere. The buffets are no joke. God, I mean, I've put so many. I mean, I had what I have earlier. I had tapioca pudding with one bite, and the next bite a, a an egg roll, and that was all at nine a.m. <laughs> I mean, you just it, you just go off the walls here. And the smell of weed is in the air everywhere you go. I, I went down to the Bellagio and they had the fountain show out there every 30 minutes. And it was, people were just out there freely, just puff, 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 puff. Not a lot of passing I saw though. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is definitely prevalent out here. And, you know, it's no, I don't see anything extra crazy about it. I wonder what the revenue of that is per year. I mean, there are dispensaries around every corner out here. Yeah, so I was walking over to the Bellagio yesterday, and like the dude walking in front of me, long blonde hair, hippie dude, just pulls out a bowl and hits it and just continues on his way. And I was like, Jesus, keep that thing down. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I mean, because it's illegal in Nashville, or it's not, you can't just puff and walk around and everything, or not a lot of places. So it's, it's just kind of a trip when you see it out and about like that. So yeah, it's crazy out here. And so I was, I mean, with all these tall buildings out here, I I wanted to look up and see what the tallest building is in Vegas. Take a second. Do you know? It made sense when I, when I looked it up because driving around the city is the one that stuck out. If you don't know, the tallest building here in Vegas is the Strat Tower. It's 1,149 feet. It's just north of the Strip. The tower is also the the tallest observation tower in the United States. There you go. The Strat Tower. And it is it is a sight to see out here. I mean, there there's I mean, these hotels are nuts out here. You go into one, you go to a mall. Like the Venetian is really nice. I actually like the Mirage a lot. The Mirage was cool walking around there. And all just so many different ways to lose your money out here. <laughs> the hotels are nice. Everybody's accommodating. I mean, it it's a hospitality city for sure. For sure. Yeah. I hope to come back here more often. I can't believe this is my first time out here at, at, at 41 years old. <laughs> and man, it wore me out. I'm ready to get back and take a nap. Yeah. So, yeah, not a big gambler. More or less taking in the sights and scenes and 
mean, the half-naked women everywhere. I mean, it, it, there's traps around every corner. <laughs> this, the Sin City thing did not disappoint. I mean, you want something to drink, you want something to do, you're not going to have any trouble here. I think I've went to bed every night. Just I don't, I don't know necessarily if I went to sleep or less, more or less just passed out. But I think that's how you're supposed to do Vegas. It's overwhelming. And like I said before, the buffets, my goodness. Shout out to the buffet at the Encore Hotel. I mean, that is a spread. It's like every type of food, and it's and this these buffets out here are no joke, no joke. Yeah. So the Strat Tower, Vegas. You got any fun Vegas stories? Hit me up, Juan at Tall on Instagram, Juan at Tall Please, everybody, if you're if you if you are listening to this podcast, do me a favor comment download make sure you're downloading the episodes that's the only way i can see and track see who's listening and kind of engage it that way message me comment download like and subscribe do all of that if you hate if you like do all that i i just i want to hear what you have to say and i want to see who's listening i still haven't got a download in africa yet i've hit every other continent except for africa come on people i don't know What's going on? I just need one download to hit every continent. <laughs> shameless, shameless begging right there. Shameless begging. Las Vegas. Yeah, the old school, the old Vegas over on Fremont was it was a trip. I mean, they had concerts going on out there. We we walked to go get something to eat, and within two seconds, there was this big dude just getting pulled down by cops. Dog, cop dogs barking. I mean, it <laughs> it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. Yeah, what a what a fun time is it is out here. I'm looking already looking forward to coming back. I'll definitely be back in Vegas at some point. Very nice out here. I wish I was out here for a Raiders game. That would be a lot of fun. A Raiders game would be yeah. <sighs> so how's everybody doing? How's everybody been? Everybody doing well? Enjoying your holiday season? It's just, as always, thank you for listening to this ridiculously dumb podcast. <laughs> I I mean, without everybody listening, I mean, shout out to Ryan, Mitchell, Grant, all you boys. Yeah, see, y'all got shout outs on one swoop. DJ, Matt, all you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You want to be shouted out, hit me up. I just, I love the interactions. I love hearing people that are engaging with the podcast hitting me up, all that. It makes me want to keep doing this. Did y'all see that uh, that Iron Bowl game, the Auburn-Alabama game this past weekend? My goodness, those two teams never disappoint in a football game. It looked like Alabama was going down. And then right at the end, they tie it up. And, I mean, that that I, I mean, what was it, under 30 seconds to go and they score a touchdown to, to take the game into overtime and then they end up winning it. And I got to say, too, College overtime, to me, is way more exciting than NFL overtime. I don't really like NFL overtime, how they do it. It's it's like if you score a touchdown right out of the gate, the other team doesn't get a chance. But if you get a feel like I like the way they do it in college where both teams definitely get a shot and you, and you have to go for two. It changes every overtime. It's, it's kind of cool to see how teams adapt and do things. The excitement level is there. And I think the NFL needs to look at that and say, how can we make our overtime less dumb? 
because there's nothing about the NFL overtime that I like. And I don't know if it's a professional thing, what they have in the 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 uh, the 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 what's the hell is the term? Collective bargaining agreement. Oh, and did you also see Major League Baseball? Looks like they're gonna have they're gonna have a holdout as the collective bargaining agreement is ending. So it looks like there's not going to be baseball for a while. So keep an eye on that. That's just breaking. Yeah. So back. Yeah. So that Alabama Auburn game was no, I mean, that's the type of football you love to see is just two rivals going at it. Not like my beloved Florida state Seminoles who again got beat by the Gators. We just, God, I don't know what's going on with, with our program out there. I, I want to believe in Mike Norville, but the, the prog, the product on the field is just saying otherwise. And it's just not, they're just not fun to watch. They struggle. It just doesn't look like a team that believes in themselves. And I'm hoping next year with another offseason, it takes a few years for a new coach to get into the rhythm. Give him five years, see what he can do, if not move on. I would like to see if he's still around Deion Sanders or somebody like that be the coach if Norville doesn't work out. Get that old, that Florida State vibe back. Then you had, finally, if anybody on here is a Michigan Wolverines fan, how good was it to finally beat Ohio State? And you guys ran the ball down their throat. And I said Michigan would win if they made it that kind of dogfight. If they made it a running game dogfight and were able to minimize Ohio State's pass game, that Michigan would win that game. I told you. So congrats to Michigan for finally getting that win. Let's see if you guys can win the Big Ten now, and then get into the college playoff. Don't screw it up now that you beat Ohio State. (laughs) Don't screw it up now. So they're looking prime, and we'll have a whole – once the playoffs start, I'll go over and make my predictions on that. Oklahoma also went down to Oklahoma State, which was crazy. Like, Oklahoma State's better than you think. They they have an argument, I mean, to get into the playoffs. So we'll see how that plays out over the next week. They took down Oklahoma. And then right after that, Lincoln Riley – decides to leave Oklahoma to go to USC. And my first thought was that boy knows he he's not going to win in the SEC. That was my first thought. Take the, Go to USC. Go out there. You're already getting all those California recruits anyway. That was my first thought. What do you think? Do you think that was a good move by him or do you think he knows that he's not going to be able to hold up? Because Oklahoma always gets pounded by the, by the SEC. And that, Texas and Oklahoma are about to be part of that. So Lincoln Riley, it seems like a scared move, and why? I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to go to California, uh, USC. I mean, that's California. I mean, it's beautiful amongst the nut jobs out there. But I feel like he was running from the SEC schedule and everything, because you're not going to get those cakewalk schedules like you get when you're coaching Oklahoma. And then right after that, Brian Kelly didn't realize he was with Notre Dame for 12 years. It didn't seem like he was there that long takes the LSU job. That's a fascinating move. He wrote, that that doesn't seem like a running move like Lincoln Riley's. It actually seems like a good move for him to go to, he's challenging himself. He's going down there. He's going into the, I mean, after Ogeron won it, I mean, I don't see any reason why Brian Kelly can't be successful at LSU with all the resources and the scouting. So I'm, I'm expecting pretty solid results from him out there. Yeah, Brian, I, 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 I could see Brian Kelly. I mean, Notre Dame's a tough job to, to leave, though. Like, it's that's a, that's as prestigious as you can get in terms of tradition, 
and resources and talent and that whole nine. It's just kind of crazy that he's leaving like that. But he must have got an offer for LSU, probably within the contract. Looks like Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, is the leading candidate to take over. Keep it in-house unless there's a big person out there. And then there's all those Urban Meyer. I could see Urban Meyer making a bitch move like that and leaving the NFL to take another college job at a big university. He seems like somebody that would do some snaky shit like that. Not a big Urban Meyer fan, as you can tell. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, man. Yeah, it just seems like he's running. And why not? Why not go out to the pack? Out, out in California, you don't have as tough as a schedule. You just got to beat UCLA, Oregon, all those boys out there. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one, but with the, when the playoffs and the more news comes out, the more we'll go into it and everything. I, I don't mind the Brian Kelly move. I feel like that's a good one. LSU is going to be back in the mix within two years again with him as the coach. You had to replace Ogeron with after what he did. I mean, that boy, <laughs> that boy lived his life after the national championship. <laughs> he put it in wherever he could. No pun intended. Yeah. So, and I'm glad to see Cincinnati take care of business. And it looks like as long, it looks like they're going to hold up in the final four, which is I. That's the team that I'm pulling for. You always got to root for the underdogs. Uh, you have the big SEC. That SEC championship game is going to be crazy. Well, you got Georgia and Alabama. On one hand, on one hand, Georgia looks like the prime dog, the clear number one team right now. But I never, I never bet against Alabama. I just don't. So what? What? I mean, Georgia, Alabama, and I mean one of these teams. If it's a close game, do both teams still stay in the Final Four? I feel like in any other conference that wouldn't work that way. But it, if I, I don't know. So Nick Saban. Georgia. Georgia's been stunned by Alabama many times. I think this is the year that Georgia gets them. So I'm taking Georgia to win the SEC championship game. I think it just feels like it's a Georgia year. It just feels like they're put together better. It feels like they're they're just a they're the team this year. Now, would I be shocked if Alabama won? Absolutely not. But for the for the for this one, I, I think this is the one Georgia gets them. Alabama's beat them in, multiple times, including the national championship game. So I think this is the one that that Georgia gets. But don't be shocked if you see the Nick Saban pull off another stunner. But I'm taking Georgia to win that SEC championship game. Probably play Cincinnati in the first round of the playoff game. That's going to be a tough one. But never rule anything out in these things. All right. So this past week, what on the NFL picks, it was not my strongest week, to say the least. It was definitely not. I made a lot of double picks and I changed my mind at the last second. I should have just went with my gut feeling, which resulted in a dismal eight and seven record this past in week 12, which it's above 500, but I, I, that's not acceptable on this podcast. (laughs) I expect better results out of that. I went a little off the route. Sometimes I shouldn't have I should not have bet against Tom Brady Cincinnati, man. That's the team that I I thought was, they were going to be. I mean, what they did to the Steelers was criminal. They they sent that was a clear message. Dallas loses again. Buffalo, I knew they were going to take out New Orleans. New Orleans just doesn't have a quarterback. Washington, what is going on with the Seahawks right now? Still a long way to go. I mean, it's going to change each week, and that's what makes the NFL so fascinating to me. I mean, so before we get into the week thirteen, man, week thirteen. 
That's the thing about football season. I feel like it goes by quicker than any other season. I mean, you got, I mean, every week you got more drama, more good games. The standings are better. The Packers, man, they showed up and they, like the Rams, I don't know what's going on with all that talent. It seems to me when you put all those, all those all-stars on an NFL team, it doesn't tend to work out. It's weird. You would think like in the NBA, you just put all these all-stars together and it works. All right. So here we go. Week 13, baby. It's week 13 of the NFL season. I have to bounce back after a, a shitty, underachieving week 12. Eight and seven is not acceptable here. Teams that are on a bye week this week are the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers. Those are, your, those are the teams that cannot lose unless there's an injury in practice. So we start off with the Thursday night game. New Orleans hosts the Dallas Cowboys coming off that Thanksgiving shocker. 28 penalties in that game. That's ridiculous. Looks like Taysom Hill's going to be the number one for New Orleans. New Orleans is, they just announced Alvin Kamara will not be playing in this game. It's hard for me to go with that team. It feels like the only way they win that game is off turnovers, but their defense can hold. But irregardless, I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I just can't see them losing this one. That team's better. It's in New Orleans. It's going to be hostile. I just think New Orleans' talent level on a Thursday night game on a short week. Although this is the kind of game that favors a team like the Saints. Taysom Hill might run it down their throats. They're going to go on a run-heavy scheme, but without Kamara, it's hard to see them winning this game. So I'm going to start off for the Thursday night game. I'm taking the Cowboys over the injury-riddled New Orleans Saints. Now, next up, the first of the noon games I'm going to pick. We Fresh off a Colts victory, Thomas, Edward, Patrick, Brady, Jr., and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Falcons are struggling. The offense, I mean, they beat the Jaguars, but this is not the Jaguars team. I expect a vintage Brady game taking the Bucs in this one. Book it. Next, we got the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not sure if Kyler Murray's back, but they're at Chicago. Chicago is sneaky good sometimes in these kind of games. They, they, I've, this is like one of those... I could see Chicago shocking the Cardinals, and I know I'm, I probably shouldn't go too crazy with the picks, but this game just screams upset. In Soldier Field, it's going to be cold. Arizona on the road. I'm taking the Bears. Yes, I said it, the Bears. I think David Montgomery has a big game, and I think this is one of those shocker games where you're like, damn. And then the Bears are like right in the middle like that, like wild cards sometimes, and sometimes they're dog shit. So I'm taking the Bears in this game in the upset over the Arizona Cardinals. I might be crazy for that one, but that's the one I'm going with in this game. Chicago, book it. Next, we have the Chargers at those Bengals. What a game. This is the game. This is going to be a shootout. I mean, I love seeing Cincinnati on top of what they've done. Joe Burrows is amazing. Uh, Justin Herbert is good. Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, you... you, uh, Damn, why am I having a, sh- a brain fart on the uh, on the Chargers receivers? But I'm taking, man. What do you what do you take in this one, Lusk? It's in Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm not going to pick against them after what they just did to the Steelers. The Chargers are off that frustrating loss at Denver. You don't really know what team you're getting there. They seem like they're a lot better team at home. Taking the Bengals, book it. Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is hopeless. They're not going to get crazy in this one and take them in an upset. I'm taking Minnesota on the road. 
They're without Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is going to have to fling it. Expect a big game from Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So you're t- we're taking the Vikings on the road at Detroit. Fuck it. Next, you got the New York football giants at the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is a tricky one. Tua has been sneaky good again. Not, I mean, you don't really know what... He's not getting talked about. He's getting more labeled and a mediocre quarterback, but his numbers are actually pretty solid over the last six games, and Miami's on a little win streak right now. You got the Giants coming into town. I'm not sure if Danny Dimes is going to play. I can't trust a team that plays a backup quarterback on the road. Tua's looking better. Miami's kind of becoming the balanced team that everybody thought they were going to be. Taking Miami at home. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. Miami Dolphins over New York. Next, we got the Eagles at the Jets. I can't peg the Jets, man. I cannot peg that team. It's in MetLife. I'd have to imagine they would show up a little better on this one than they would. Eagle, the Eagles, I mean, they're up and down. You can't, they play well, they play shitty, they play well, they play shitty. It, <laughs> this is, this is what I love about the NFL though, man. Like it's un, it's as unpredictable as you can get. And that's why they legalize gambling with it. But for the sake of picking on this one, where do I go? We're going to go. I think the Eagles are trying to stay in the playoff hunt. They have more to lose. We're going to take the Eagles on the road against the Jets. The Jets, again, are going to be playing from behind. So those receivers, they could get you some good garbage points. Eagles, there you go. Fresh off a loss to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., the Indianapolis Colts travel to the Houston Texans, taking the Colts. They need a win. They need to stay in the hunt with the Titans on a bye week. Houston's not going to... I mean, they couldn't beat the Jets at home last week. I have no reason to believe that they're going to shut down that offensive line. And of the Jonathan Taylor has a huge game, and I think that it's just it's just an easy pick taking the Colts over the over the Texans. You have the Redskins on a three game win streak, and they're only two behind the Cowboys, so they're in it. Shockingly, at the Vegas Raiders. Now, to me, very, right off the top, I'm going with my gun taking the Raiders at home. And I wish I was still going to be in Vegas for this game so I could see this. Because I would definitely go see that game. That stadium is lovely. Take Redskins, I think they've had a good three-game streak. On the road, afternoon game. Vegas, is they need a win. This is the win that they get. They take on the Redskins. And, and the, this is going to be a Raiders game. Book it. Vegas at home over the, the football team. <laughs> Redskins. <laughs> now you have Jacksonville traveling all the way out to L.A. L.A. Off a, off a loss to Green Bay, trying to keep that thing going. Jacksonville is just not that team. They're not gonna. There's, this is not a win game, West Coast game. The, Ram, the Rams are coming off. They need a win. Taking the Rams in this one, write it down. That's an easy pick. Up next, you got Baltimore at uh, just a just a finger like just on the downside. Pittsburgh Steelers. These two teams, you just can't pick it. You just can't peg. Who's going to take it or what? who's going to show up where? It, I'm taking Pittsburgh at, at home in the rivalry game. After what just happened, I expect them to man up and deal with what just happened in Cincinnati and pull this one out. And if they lose, I'm not picking them again the rest of the year. I can't do that. But in the rivalry game, home field matters in these situations. I'm taking Pittsburgh at home over Baltimore. Book it. Write it down. San Francisco at Seattle, another rivalry game. Seattle, man, I don't know what's going on with that team. When are they going to write the ship, or is there just not a ship to write? It's amazing how Russell Wilson has one bad year, and they're already thinking he's going to leave. It's crazy. 
San Francisco's been playing well. The run game's been looking good. Elijah Mitchell is a stud. I just don't trust the quarterback play on this one. Taking Seattle at home. I think this is the game after the Monday night game. They're gonna, they're just going to get back to basics. DK Metcalf has a 100-yard game. I, I just, this, this just feels to me, trust the gut, taking Seattle at home. Write it down. And the Sunday night game, you got the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, it's going to be a good game. It's another, man, these rivalry games, division games are lovely. The Chiefs, off of, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. I think Patrick Mahomes has a good game, but Denver keeps it close. But Seattle, Kansas City makes just enough plays. Kansas City at home, there you go. The Monday night game is the game of the weekend. Mac Jones has been, I mean, he he's arguably rookie of the year right now. For what he's done and how quickly he's picked up the Patriots offense, Bill Belichick just had that fall into his lap. They go to Buffalo. And uh, uh, this is a, uh, a game for the division right now. Now, I, I like what the Patriots have been doing, but I also think Buffalo is more explosive. And it's going to be, this is going to be a game, I promise you. It's not going to be as high scoring as you might think. I'm taking Buffalo at home in this one. I just think when it, Mac Jones, it's his first year. Patriots are playing really well. They're going to make the playoffs. I just feel like this is Buffalo's game. Taking Buffalo on Monday night. Book it. So there you go. Going to make up for the bad week 12 this week. So we're taking the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Bears, the Bengals, the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Colts, the Raiders, the Rams, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Those are your one at all week 13 picks. Track your picks with me. Let me know how you did. One at tall.buzzsprout.com. One at tall on Instagram. Go follow, like, comment, subscribe. Let me know how you did. Let me know the thoughts on the picks and or what I had to say about any games, who your team is. Keep me posted, y'all. That's that's what that's what this is all about. Is the engagement part of everything. I mean, it, it's almost playoff time. This season is coming to it just goes by way too fast. It is crazy. Sports, my favorite thing about sports is it really is one of the things that brings people together, right? Sports and comedy, like I love. So I went out here in Vegas to the Comedy Cellar. I mean, that was a ton of fun. It's it's at the Rio. I wanted to go see a comedy show, and they, they have different comics come up every 20 minutes for a 90-minute set. And has the, the custom comedy seller backdrop and everything. And it was just a ton of fun. You go, and is it weird that I go to like, and I study how they do things and makes me really want to do that. So stay tuned for all that. I would recommend support your comedy clubs. Laughing with people is, is, is the key. (laughs) If you can laugh with people that that's important. I, I don't, I think the world needs more laughter. Sports brings people together. That that's why I gravitated toward it so much. I mean, how how many other events every week can you get twenty thousand plus people together rooting for the same thing, or even rooting against opposite, but just for a love of a sport? It's just uh, you can't make this up. It's the best uh, reality TV there is. Now you have some people that take it too far and are willing to get in the fights over a football team. It's just, that's I don't really go that far. And let it ruin my day. But sports to me, I mean. I, 
you want to talk sports, hit me up. We can have a whole episode about it. If you want to talk about anything, hit me up. We can talk about sports, laughing, comedy. Who's your favorite comic? Yeah. And if you're in Nashville, go to Zany's. Go to Zany's. Spend the ticket. It's not that expensive. Go to Zany's. Go see a comedy show. Nothing like being in a room with a bunch of people laughing. And if you get offended by jokes and people laughing, you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> if you let a joke bother you like that, you realize that's what it's for. I just, that's the kind of shit that I, there's just a lot of Karens out there, man. A lot of Karens just can't take a joke. It's a joke. Move on. Not running for office. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. So let me know how you feel. Wantitall.buzzsprout.com. Wantitall on Instagram. Holiday season. We'll have holiday picks going on. What is? What do you want for Christmas? Yeah, I've had to start being like, shit, I got to get on this to to look and see what I'm going to be getting people. Yeah. And with the, with the damn uh, struggling with this what with everything stuck at sea and this inflation rate we're gonna this is gonna be an interesting one it almost seemed it just it's just gonna be cool uh interesting to see how this plays out so yeah that we're gonna leave it at that i know this is a shorter episode but i wanted to get one out for y'all get my picks in let you know keep track of your picks let me know talk trash who's your team once again one at tall.buzzsprout.com hit me up man so we're gonna leave it at that for this episode sorry to keep it so short but I just wanted to reach out and touch base with everybody. I'll touch base again when I get back from Vegas. If I make it back alive, I might have to get on the craps table again. Even though I don't like gambling, I feel like I got to do a little bit of it before I go. Yeah. So there's that. So if, wish me luck on this one. And I'll hit you guys up and get another episode out when I get, when I get back to Nashville. And we'll talk soon. Keep track of those picks, people. Love y'all. Uh, See ya. Peace. Uh. Yeah, yeah, hip hop and jazz. Yeah, uh huh. What? What? Jazz, hip hop, bond like fusion. Slow grooving sounds that get the crowd moving. So for your amusement, we come to play a little Kenny G, a little Miles D, a little Sade. I get busy when I listen to Dizzy yeah. and relax when I hear Cold Train on sax. In Jazz. fact, I feel my loneliness with keys from Thelonious yeah. Monk anytime, day or night, week or month. So don't try to front like it's something you don't want. It's jazz music, y'all. Yeah, it's jazz music. Can this group here all night long, cause it makes me wanna move my feet. Uh. I really love my jazz when it's played with the hip hop beat. Hip hop beat.